Some American speeches will go down in history as the right words at the right time by the right speaker. Think of Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death, spoken by Patrick Henry at the birth of our nation. We here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from this earth. Spoken by Abraham Lincoln during our Civil War. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character, spoken by Martin Luther King Jr. during our struggle for civil rights. General Secretary Gorbachev, if you seek peace, if you seek prosperity for the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe, if you seek liberalization, come here to this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Spoken by President Ronald Reagan during the Cold War. Likewise, the speech delivered by President Trump last Friday night at Mount Rushmore will go down as his bravest and best speech, one to inspire not only us, but also future generations of Americans during what we're experiencing right now as a cultural revolution on top of a health crisis. I'm Gail Trotter, host of The Gail Trotter Show. I'm a liberty-loving, tyranny-hating lawyer based in your nation's capital. My goal is to keep you informed and to be your spokesman in Washington, D.C. Subscribe below to the show so you don't miss a daily episode. Hit the bell and comment down below on what your favorite American speech in history is. I have three reflections to share with you about President Trump's speech last Friday night. I'm going to link down below to the transcript of the speech and also to the video so that you can watch it yourself if you didn't have a chance on Friday night. My first point is we are in the midst of a leftist cultural revolution designed to overthrow the American Revolution. We've been saying this and we have witnessed it in stark relief in the last few months, but the left has captured our schools, our universities, and our mainstream media. Taking from President's, President Trump's speech where he acknowledged this, he said, and I quote, in our schools, our newsrooms, even our corporate boardrooms, there is a new far-left fascism that demands absolute allegiance. If you do not speak its language, perform its rituals, recite its mantras, and follow its commandments, then you will be censored, banished, blacklisted, persecuted, and punished. It's not going to happen to us. Make no mistake. This left-wing cultural revolution is designed to overthrow the American Revolution. In so doing, they would destroy the very civilization that rescued billions from poverty, disease, violence, and hunger, and that lifted humanity to new heights of achievement, discovery, and progress. To make this possible, they are determined to tear down every statue, every symbol, and memory of our national heritage. And I loved at this point in Trump's speech that one brave patriot shouted out, not on my watch, 
And I think that's a, what a lot of us are thinking right now, that this effort by the left to foment this cultural revolution is not going to succeed. It's not going to succeed on our watch because we have been handed down the inheritance of liberty. But we understand that that's not something that we can just rest on. We have to protect it in every single generation. And now it is our turn. Now, President Trump also talked about the schools and the effort to indoctrinate our children and how children should be taught to revere American history and the struggles and sacrifices that we have all gone through. But instead, and I'm quoting from President Trump's speech here, against every law of society and nature, our children are taught in school to hate their own country and to believe that the men and women who built it were not heroes, but they were villains. This radical view of American history is a web of lies. All perspective is removed. Every virtue is obscured. Every motive is twisted. Every fact is distorted. Every flaw is magnified until the history is purged and the record is disfigured beyond all recognition. And I think it's really great that President Trump went into the fact that what we're witnessing right now is not peaceful protesting. Anyone who's seen the video clips on the news understands that this is a violent cultural revolution. So it's not just violence and it's not just a cultural revolution. It's the combination of the violence and the cultural revolution, meaning that there's a political aim to the violence that we're seeing. In President Trump's speech, he says the following, Our people have a great memory. They will never forget the destruction of statues and monuments to George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Ulysses S. Grant, abolitionists, and many others. The violent mayhem we have seen in the streets of cities that are run by liberal Democrats in every case is the predictable result of years of extreme indoctrination and bias in education, journalism, and other cultural institutions. President Trump goes on to say, angry mobs are trying to tear down statues of our founders, deface our most sacred memorials, and unleash a wave of violent crime in our cities. Many of these people have no idea why they're doing this, but some of them know exactly what they are doing. They think that the American people are weak and soft and submissive, but no, the American people are strong and proud, and they will not allow our country and all of its values, history, and culture to be taken from them. So you may have seen news reports from this weekend of the insane amount of violence that happened in our major cities run by liberal Democrats, including New York City, when 42 people were shot. And we're seeing the same type of violence going on in, in cities run by liberal Democrats that have ceded the, the law and the peace and order to the violent mobs. And we're seeing that there's an overall breakdown in society in these cities, not just among the so-called peaceful protesters, but it ricochets all the way out. And it's very sad because of all the peaceful civilians in these cities who are now left at the will of the evil and malign people who want to do harm and take advantage of the situation. And it is a terrible, terrible thing that we're witnessing. 
Along those lines, we're also seeing something that President Trump pointed out in his speech at Mount Rushmore on Friday. He said that, quote, one of their, the left's, political weapons is cancel culture, driving people from their jobs, shaming dissenters, and demanding total submission from anyone who disagrees. This is the very definition of totalitarianism and is completely alien to our culture and our values, and it has absolutely no place in the United States of America. Frequent listeners of this show might remember that I have said many times that the Democrats and the left's ultimate goal is power, and they want to gain more power, they want to get back their power, they completely their entire aim, whatever language they dress it up with, they want to have more and more power over your life, over my life, over the entire uh, culture and civilization of our country. And I am so glad that President Trump called this out on Friday during his speech. And I'm quoting from President Trump's speech. Those who seek to erase our heritage want Americans to forget our pride and our great dignity so that we can no longer understand ourselves or Americans' destiny. In toppling the heroes of 1776, they seek to dissolve the bonds of love and loyalty that we feel for our country and we feel for each other. The goal is not a better America. The goal is the end of America. In its place, they want power for themselves. So they have this goal of power. They're doing all these things to try and enhance their power, to gain more power over society, tearing down, uh, tearing down statues, trying to deface our history, trying to cancel people who don't jump in line with their ever-changing rules. But where will this cultural revolution lead us? President Trump answers that. He said, the radical ideology attacking our country advances under the banner of social justice. But in truth, it would demolish both justice and society. It would transform justice into an instrument of division and vengeance. And it would turn our free and inclusive society into a place of repression, domination, and exclusion. So the second point that I want to share with you about President Trump's speech is that we need to keep telling the stories of our American heroes, Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln, and Roosevelt, among many, many other American heroes, because these are not the stories that are being told in our K through 12 schools. These are not the stories that are being told in our universities, particularly not the elite universities. These are not the stories that are being told on the mainstream media. Instead, we're seeing a complete de deconstruction of American histories. So it is up to us, each individual patriotic American, to share the stories of these great American heroes. And so I just want to run through it because I thought this was an excellent encapsulation that President Trump made during his speech on Friday about these four great American heroes who are enshrined on Mount Rushmore. Before these figures were immortalized in stone, they were American giants in full flesh and blood, gallant men whose intrepid deeds unleashed the greatest leap of human advancement the world has ever known. 
Tonight, I will tell you, and most importantly, the youth of our nation, the true stories of these great, great men. From head to toe, George Washington represented the strength, grace, and dignity of the American people. From a small volunteer force of citizen farmers, he created the Continental Army out of nothing and rallied them to stand against the most powerful military on earth. Through eight long years, through the brutal winter at Valley Forge, through setback after setback on the field of battle, he led these patriots to the ultimate triumph. When the army had dwindled to a few thousand men at Christmas of 1776, when defeat seemed absolutely certain, he took what remained of his forces on a daring nighttime crossing of the Delaware River. They marched through nine miles of frigid darkness, many without boots on their feet, leaving a trail of blood in the snow. In the morning, they seized victory at Trenton. After forcing the surrender of the most powerful empire on the planet at Yorktown, General Washington did not claim power, but he simply returned to Mount Vernon as a private citizen. When called upon again, he presided over the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia, and he was unanimously elected our first president. When he stepped down after two terms, his former adversary, King George, called him the greatest man of the age. He remains first in our hearts to this day. For as long as Americans love this land, we will honor and cherish the father of our country, George Washington. He will never be removed, abolished, and most of all, he will never be forgotten. Thomas Jefferson, the great Thomas Jefferson. He was 33 years old when he traveled north to Pennsylvania and brilliantly authored one of the greatest treasures of human history, the Declaration of Independence. He also drafted Virginia's Constitution and conceived and wrote the Virginia Statute for Religious Freedom, a model of our cherished First Amendment. After serving as the first Secretary of State and then Vice President, he was elected to the presidency. He ordered American warriors to crush the Barbary pirates. He doubled the size of our nation with the Louisiana Purchase, and he sent the famous explorers Lewis and Clark into the West on a daring expedition to the Pacific Ocean. He was an architect, an inventor, a diplomat, a scholar, the founder of one of the world's great universities and an ardent defender of liberty. Americans will forever admire the author of American Freedom, Thomas Jefferson, and he too will never ever be abandoned by us. Abraham Lincoln, the savior of our union, was a self-taught country lawyer who grew up in a log cabin on the American frontier. The first Republican president, he rose to high office from obscurity based on a force and the clarity of his anti-slavery convictions, very, very strong convictions. He signed the law that built the Transcontinental Railroad. He signed the Homestead Act, given to some incredible scholars, as simply defined, ordinary citizens free land to settle anywhere in the American West. And he led the country through the darkest hours of American history, giving every ounce of strength that he had to ensure that government of the people, by the people, and for the people did not perish from this earth. 
He served as commander-in-chief of the U.S. Armed Forces during our bloodiest war, the struggle that saved our union and extinguished the evil of slavery. Over 600,000 died in that war. More than 20,000 were killed or wounded every single day at Antietam. At Gettysburg, 157 years ago, the Union bravely withstood an assault of nearly 15,000 men and threw back Pickett's charge. Lincoln won the Civil War. He issued the Emancipation Proclamation. He led the passage of the 13th Amendment, abolishing slavery for all time, and ultimately his determination to preserve our nation and our union cost him his life. For as long as we live, Americans will uphold and revere the immortal memory of President Abraham Lincoln. Theodore Roosevelt exemplified the unbridled confidence of our national culture and identity. He saw the towering grandeur of America's mission in the world, and he pursued it with overwhelming zeal and energy. As a lieutenant colonel during the Spanish-American War, he led the famous Rough Riders to defeat the enemy at San Juan Hill. He cleaned up corruption as police commissioner of New York City, then served as governor of New York, vice president, and at 42 years old, he became the youngest ever president of the United States. He sent our great new naval fleet around the globe to announce America's arrival as a world power. He gave us many of our national parks, including the Grand Canyon. He oversaw the construction of the awe-inspiring Panama Canal. And he is the only person ever awarded both the Nobel Peace Prize and the Congressional Medal of Honor. He was American freedom personified in full. The American people will never relinquish the bold, beautiful, and untamed spirit of Theodore Roosevelt. No movement that seeks to dismantle these treasured American legacies can possibly have a love of America at its heart. Can't have it. No person who remains quiet at the destruction of this resplendent heritage can possibly lead us to a better future. So those were words spoken by President Trump about these four amazing American heroes who we have sculpted on Mount Rushmore. He reminded us of their stories, and we have a commitment not only to remember these heroes, but also to share these stories because our cultural institutions either are no longer sharing their stories or they're trying to distort the facts of their stories and make them toxic, and we cannot allow that to happen. The third point that I want to share with you about President Trump's speech on Friday at Mount Rushmore is that we will never let our history be erased and forgotten, especially the greatest Americans who ever lived honored on Mount Rushmore. So I just thought it was great in President Trump's speech after we've seen week after week after week of efforts and successful successful acts of tearing down heroes and monuments and sculptures and sometimes throwing them into different harbors uh, and really trying to just do this iconoclastic effort to destroy our memory of American history, I thought it was awesome that essentially in this speech, President Trump said, you want to tear down statues? 
we'll make a new area with lots of statues honoring even more of our American heroes. What a great response to that lawless behavior politically motivated by the mob. President Trump, in sharing this to the nation, said, we are the country of Andrew Jackson, Ulysses S. Grant, and Frederick Douglass. We are the land of Wild Bill Hickok and Buffalo Bill Cody. We are the nation that gave rise to the Wright brothers, the Tuskegee Airmen, Harriet Tubman, Clara Barton, Jesse Owens, General George Patton, the great Louis Armstrong, Alan Shepard, Elvis Presley, and Muhammad Ali. And only America could have produced them all. No other place. We are the culture that put up the Hoover Dam, laid down the highways, sculpted the skyline of Manhattan. We are the people who dreamed a spectacular dream. It was called Las Vegas in the Nevada desert, who built up Miami from the Florida marsh, and who carved our heroes into the face of Mount Rushmore. Americans harnessed electricity, split the atom, and gave the world the telephone and the internet. We settled the Wild West, we won two world wars, we landed American astronauts on the moon, and one day very soon we will plant our flag on Mars. We gave the world the poetry of Walt Whitman, the stories of Mark Twain, the songs of Irving Berlin, the voice of Ella Fitzgerald, the style of Frank Sinatra, the comedy of Bob Hope, the power of the Saturn V rocket, and the toughness of the Ford F-150, and the awesome might of the American aircraft carriers. America must never lose sight of this miraculous story. You should never lose sight of it because nobody has ever done it like we have done it. So today, under the authority vested in me as the President of the United States, I am announcing the creation of a new monument to the giants of our past. I am signing an executive order to establish the National Garden of American Heroes, a vast outdoor park that will feature the statues of the greatest Americans to ever live. We are Americans. I'm so glad that you joined me today for this episode because we are proud of our struggles, our victories, and what we have learned from our defeats. The left's cultural revolution is exposed. They want power. They want to achieve it by violence and intimidation. Thank God we have a president who is unafraid to speak and to act in defense of liberty in the true spirit of 1776. So I'm going to ask you to do two things today. Watch or read President Trump's full speech and share his speech on social media. As I said, I'm putting the links below to the transcript of his speech and to the video of his speech. Secondly, praise President Trump for not surrendering to the mob and for speaking up for the American women and men who are proud of their nation and see the promise of even more future greatness. Thank you so much for joining me today. Subscribe to my show so you don't miss a single daily episode. Hit the bell and comment down below on who your favorite American hero is. Thanks for listening to The Gail Trotter Show right in D.C. Be sure to sign up for her mailing list on her website, gailtrotter.com. And also follow her on Twitter at Gail Trotter, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe now. It's easy. 
Thanks for listening. Share the truth. Share the Gail Trotter Show.